When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DKTSA and FM 1071. What day is it? Anybody? Anybody? What day is it's it? It's Friday, man. <laughs> it's Friday day. Yeah, I see you wearing your red shirt today. It's good. I am. Yes. Me yes. too. It's yes. a red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed is what that means. We wear our red on Friday. Right. Remember our folks out there doing the thing. Good morning, Mr. Rama. How are you? I'm cool. I'm yeah. good. I'm glad it's Friday. <laughs> Working for the weekend, are you? Well, you know, the older you get, the older you get, you realize that it doesn't take much to, you know, tire you out. Yeah, I had one late night this week with that with the film thing, with right. the showcase, and now I'm just so yeah. you're you're feeling a little tuckered. I'm a little tuckered. I'm <laughs> gonna do you. me some napping this weekend. <laughs> Good for you. Well, let me tell you what's going on in the news here. Another busload of illegal aliens. That's uh, two so far today. Four yesterday have arrived in New York City. And Mayor, Mayor uh, Eric Adams, once again, uh, flapping his jaws uh, as he's mad at our governor for sending people up there. Now, look, here's the guy that is all about being a sanctuary city, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got the uh, Statue of Liberty right over there. And the Statue of Liberty says, send us your tired, your poor, your hungry, all that, that great poem. And uh, he, has, he has said that for years, you know. We're a sanctuary city. Our doors are open. And now that the act, it's it's a reality that illegal aliens are rolling by the busload in there, and I hope I hope our governor sends hundreds, if not thousands, of more buses up there. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. It's a brilliant chess move, man. Yeah, because they just prove their arrogance and hypocrisy every single stinking day. Yeah, we are a melting pot, man. You're right, and they're you not. Know, no, absolutely. <laughs> It's a, it's un-American, right? That's what he's saying. You want to run that by me again? Well, and I said that this morning. You know, okay, so how <laughs> somebody need, somebody in the media right. needs to ask him that question? Explain how it's un-American because Democrats and leftists like him have been saying for decades now the most American thing we can do is welcome people. Well, yeah, and we're a melting. And if you wanted to wall, you're racist. Yeah. If you want the uh, the border closed up, you're a racist yeah. and a xenophobe, and well, it's un-American. Uh-huh. Yeah, just don't send them to me. Right. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't want them on my damn lawn. And last night, forget on, about uh, it. On that ABC show last night, was it uh, Primetime Live or whatever they call it? Well, I don't, I don't remember the name of it. I don't care. Whatever Dateline, whatever. Anyway, uh, Governor Abbott was on there, and he was calling out the, the mayor of New York, because the mayor of New York is still screaming about, quit sending all these people up here. Quit sending them to me. And he's, they're begging for the National Guard to help. <laughs> it's rich, man. It's great. Well, remember when they were calling Donald Trump a fascist for suggesting the National Guard do something about the George Floyd riots? Uh-huh. And now here's this boob calling for the National Guard because he's got a handful. He, he, gets, he, he still has nowhere near what we experience in a freaking hour. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention they just pulled, what, 1.1 million fentanyl pills they've collected since August? Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, that's grotesque. We but, talk about that. you know, 
that it's it's just wonderful listening to these these people just you know just blather on right. about national crises and right. it's un-American. Well, and you know why? Because they have to keep them here in Texas. They have to keep them in Florida because they have to turn Texas and Florida blue, right? Right. Because if they get New York, New York's already blue. They don't need them up there. New York's already blue. They don't need them in California. California's already blue. They need to turn Texas blue and they need to turn uh, Florida blue. So this is a real threat to their plan. Their plan is to replace the American voter in Texas and in Florida with Democrat voters that they're importing. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's laughable to watch. Their evil plot is not working for them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're having a conniption fit, man. What? Right. Sorry, they're spazzing. You know, sorry to use a really offensive no, that's word right. like they're that. They're spazzing off. They're right spazzing, now. man. Yeah, exactly. Un-American. The, yeah. the fact that he trotted that line out. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? So, Do you hear yourself? Right. And so uh, Joe Biden said during, the, during his candidacy to be president, he said, not one foot of wall will be built while I'm president. Not one more foot of wall. And he was actually paying to have the wall not built. Right. 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 Yeah. Because we have steel down there that's now rusting. and Just we've sitting got, there. Yes. And we've got workers down there that are on the payroll and being paid by us to not work. Guess who's building a wall around his house? <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden. He's got a nice little $2.7 million beach house. Isn't that nice that you're in public service all these years and you can... In Rehoboth Beach. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's, yeah. And so... <laughs> Building a wall around it. That we're paying for. Right, of course. He's not paying for a wall around his house. You and I are paying for a $500,000 wall to be built around Joe Biden's house. Now, Joe, Joe, why? Why are you building a wall around your house? Why don't you... I mean, you've got the border open. Why don't you just leave that beach house completely open? Leave the doors open, leave the windows open, and bring in the illegal aliens and let them mill about your house. What's the problem there, Jose? <laughs> hey, Pedro. <laughs> well, I meant him. No, I know. Uh, Joe. Tis Jose. for thee, not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right? what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? We'll leave the country open, but I'm going to seal up my house, and I'm right. going to put a wall around my house so none of those people that are coming into our country can get to my house. Listen, champ. Okay, there's no Mexicans in Delaware, okay? Right. <laughs> and there ain't going to be none on my lawn. Right. Listen, pal, I'm putting the wall up. See, that's the thing, right? <laughs> it's just, God, Guys man. like him, guys like him can afford to protect themselves from fentanyl and guns I, and all that other crime that's coming in. But man. you raise a great point. He's been in public service for 50 years, man. Mm-hmm. How did he get so stinking rich? How did any of them get so stinking rich? Well, in his case, the crackhead kid has been selling influence for many, many years. Talk about a class act. (laughs) And he's, what, the big guy, so you get 10% of every one of these deals. All you got to do is do a couple of China deals, man, and you you can buy yourself a house. Maybe China bought the house. I don't know. Just to toss this in, because yeah. I, I, it's it's, a, it's a, a side note. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of Breitbart. I've, I've been following yeah, Breitbart for a lot of years. They're great. Breitbart now is getting into the business of producing films. Yeah, they are. And Robert Davey, who is one of the few conservative actors mm-hmm. in in Hollywood, uh, is is doing a movie called My Son Hunter. Mm-hmm. About Hunter Biden. That's going to be interesting to see. Isn't it great? Have you seen the stills from this thing? I, I, I have. Where oh he's got all the chicks God. on him on a couch. Yeah, and and he's got. <clears throat> well, I'll just say it. He has his head turned toward the boobs of one of the girls that's sitting <laughs> on his lap. 
Hey, look at it. His head. Oh, I know. Is, I saw it last night. He's passed out on crack, and he's laying over, and his head's laying on one of the boobs. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be good. You know, uh, Ben Shapiro's been doing that with Daily Wire. They have a film. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a film division. A lot da- of them are doing that now. Daily Wire's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like Breitbart, you know, a, a, a little bit more refined. They have a little bit more income, and so they it's a little bit more refined on their side. Well, he's an impressive dude. He's a young guy, man. Incredible. Harvard. Harvard, young dude. He started this whole network. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch, and his snot is more intelligent than, than most. Seriously, <laughs> sorry about the visual. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's a fair point. You know, he's building a wall around his mansion in yeah. Roboth, and you know that ain't cheap territory in that part of sure. Delaware. Well, you know, we're paying for it. I mean, we're it's paying a five hundred thousand yeah. dollar wall that he's put right. around his house, and uh, you know you got to keep the people that he's bringing into the country out. You know, of the course, drugs and the course. gang members and all that. You know, talking about Ben Shapiro, this is way off topic, but talking about Ben Shapiro, he goes, he loves, he relishes going to these colleges and having oh, debates. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, he loves it. He just He's very good at it, too. And so they they have started to cancel him because he hands their rear end to him every time he's oh, yeah. up there, right? So I saw him one time, and this girl was, was uh, arguing in favor of all the transgender stuff and being able to pick your gender, and I'm a girl today, but tomorrow I'm going to be non-binary and all that. And it's, she said it's a real scientific thing, and there's no such thing as a gender and, and all that. And then he says to her, well, then why, how old are you? And she said, I'm uh, 21 or 22, whatever. And he, and he said to her, why aren't you 65? Because <laughs> if you can pick your gender, right. you can pick your age. She said, no, 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 that's science. I was born at this time, and I came you know, 21 right. years ago, and that's how I got to be 21. He said, exactly. <laughs> you're not 65 and you're not a guy right 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 well you know I, i've always said and i got a few tranny stories today we gotta we gotta oh uh, is a tranny day well no but there they it popped up here and there we got a school an all girls elite school in tennessee that wants to start uh letting trans dudes uh you know into the school and the parents and the the people who you know finance the school are going nuts mm-hmm. uh but uh the, 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 where was i going with this the, the, the point of uh uh, a lot of people would support that community, I believe. And I've said this many times. A lot of people who are moderate would support transgender community. But as soon as you get into this business of, no, I actually am a woman if I claim to be one. I actually am a man if I claim to be one. Okay, gender is fluid. You can choose it. That's where they lose people. That's what they because it's just obviously scientifically not true. Yeah. You're still your gender at birth. Once you take it into that absurd realm, people start dropping off. There, there began with you know the whole. Po- I don't know how much study you've done on postmodernism and all, oh, yeah. all that. You know, and there began a an assault on truth in the early parts of the last century, the early parts of oh. the nineteen hundreds. And this is the ultimate conclusion of the assault. Uh, this is where you end up when there's an assault on the truth. You end up right where we are right now, and that is nothing there's no truth there's no truth in anything you know i am what i am and i can call it what i you know i can say whatever i am because there is no truth the problem is yes there is clear definable truth that exists in our universe in our lives in our country everywhere else but these people are nothing more than deniers of 
truth. That's all they well, are. And, and the genesis of it really was this idea that I, I could be whatever, you know, what my what my truth is, is my truth. That's exactly okay? right. And, and it started off with religion. It started off with uh, a lot of uh, personal freedom stuff in the 60s. And, uh, and, and Orwell saw it coming because he says once you let go of the truth basically in, in essence a 1984 says once you abdicate the truth once you start accepting non-truths as truth because they're handed to you by the state you're done well and you know it's it, that's an issue that c.s lewis addressed in mere christianity oh, he yeah. said there is an ultimate truth and everybody knows that there is an ultimate truth as an example i'm obviously uh, paraphrasing but as an example how do you know murder's wrong how do, how do you know <laughs> right, that it's right? And we all agree, we do, unless you're a psychopath, unless you're a sicko, we all, all legitimate thinking people agree that it's wrong to take another person's life. Yeah. Well, what tells you that? Right. Well, well, you know, ultimately there is an ultimate truth, and I happen to believe that's God and Jesus Christ that well, gives us that truth. It's an, it's an innate sense of right and wrong. I was having a thought the other day because there was one of the lights was out to the, at an intersection in my in my neighborhood. You know, the flashing reds, mm-hmm. and, you know, suddenly people have to really kind of think on their own to get through that intersection safely. And I'm How like, they do. Here, here's all these people. Here we all are. None of us are talking, yep. and yet we're all doing the right thing. We're all, I'm letting that guy to my left go first, then I go, then this person to my mm-hmm. right goes. You know, mm-hmm. There's nothing saying we have to follow traffic lights mm-hmm. or do any of that stuff, no, and yet, can... we, for the most part, we do. But if you don't, then you have chaos and yeah, death and destruction, exactly. which is where our culture is headed with a denial of the truth. That's a great I point, concur. sir. Great point, sir. Why, great thank point. you, sir. Quick break. More Ware and Rima coming up. KTSA. All right, it's Warren Reimer, 724. Hit me, man. I frankly was a little surprised that Judge Reinhardt uh, allowed, is going to allow this stuff, uh, at least redacted, to come out. they got a week. DOJ's got a week to make their redactions. Mm-hmm. I was fairly certain he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And I was genuinely surprised. You know, I, I talked about this this morning, that he, he for, for whatever reason, he may feel like, this didn't go the way they pitched it to him. When the yeah. Department of Justice came to him and said, "We, you know, we got this, we got that," we got blah, 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 that now he's kind of feeling like, mm, "No, that's not what. That's not how they represented this to me." Now he's allowing them to make redactions, and you know they're just going to hand out a sheet, black paper, yes, <laughs> with, with a with a page number at the bottom showing, and that's about right, it. Right, right. You know, so I think that's pretty much where where this is going to be headed. And at that point, he said, "I have all the right in the world to." overrule your redactions now you can appeal me but i I, you know i hold the ultimate authority here on what's going to be released well it's it's surprising it is surprising i I think he is in a in a state of cya Mm -hmm. he's covering his ass Mm -hmm. man now he knew this was political going into it i don't know how he couldn't know right right but i think he thought it would go a little better and uh, he knows that if he doesn't allow some version of this to come out people be pointing their finger at him that's right Saying he's a bad guy, there's something wrong with him. He signed up with them on this whole right. political farce, you know. Two things going on here. First of all, as we've said from the very beginning, it hasn't <clears> changed. First of all, they're trying to find something to get on Trump. That's why they went in and took everything out of there. They took everything. He had met with them. There's more details about that meeting in June. Mm-hmm. He sat down, Trump did, with the FBI in that room with those boxes and he had one of his attorneys there, and he told the attorney, open up those boxes, and the FBI went through those boxes sitting there, and wow. they took out some documents, right. left, and said, lock up the room. Wow. So Trump was sitting there, 
and and they were going through those boxes and taking stuff out that they felt that you know would have been compromising and now they got to come back and rate it so they're looking for something they can hang on him that's why they took everything that was relevance relevance to his presidency but also i found out overnight you know my theory about them trying to find stuff that he would have on them right, that he could yeah. use on them right. i found out overnight that the same guys that ran crossfire hurricane as it was a formally called the russian hoax is how we no, right, it. right. The guys who lied and changed the documents in front of the FISA court so they could spy on Donald Trump, those same guys, Auten, and those same guys are running this operation. <laughs> Shocking. So what that says to me is, talk, oh. you talk about a CYA, those same guys that ran the Russian hoax, they're trying to get those documents out of there before Trump can make them public. This is a cleaning job, That's basically, it, man. They're cleaning. They're trying to clean their tracks. That's right. And I don't know if it's going to work for him. Well, I don't know if it's going to going to either. And you know, I, I I hope those documents still exist. Well, Trump is one thing. He's a crafty old fox, and he, he knows how to play the game, man. Yep. So I he's he, look. He's going to release these surveillance video at some point. I, I guarantee you, he's got something up his sleeve. Right. He's got a plan B in yeah. regards to this thing. Well, his attorney said last night, "I'd love for all of America to see what I have seen." on those surveillance tapes right right well he will release them at some point you not know. To. uh but i i'm thinking there's something else too i'm thinking trump's not you know yeah just let he's just too crafty he's yeah. too smart well clearly this is uh th- this has gone bad for the fbi and the doj oh, God, clearly horribly because this they intended to be able to go on through there grab that stuff and use it against him they didn't expect for it to go as bad as it has and they're in trouble yeah, they are. And they're trying to they cover their butts. Yeah, <laughs> right. You just raided an ex-president's home for stuff you already knew he had and right. you could have picked up in June. Right. Come on, man. And, and if you thought, you know, one of, the, one of the charges supposedly in the affidavit is that he would des- destroy the documents. That's apparently what they went to this Reinhardt judge about saying, hey, we think he's going to destroy the documents. Well, then why did you wait two years? Why did Merrick Garland sit on the affidavit for four weeks before he got a subpoena put together to, ta- to take it for a warrant? And then why did they get the warrant signed on a Friday and wait till a Monday? If they were afraid that Donald Trump was going to destroy the documents like they're charged him with yeah. apparently if that's what they were afraid of they would have rushed right in two years ago and they got would have. well absolutely they would have no it stinks man <laughs> all things smells and you're right it's making merrick garland look like a total db well he is he is a, D- <laughs> he is a db a defensive back <laughs> a defensive back all right quick break more wearing rhyme coming up ktsa 737, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, Ware and Rima, 550 KTSA and FM 1071. So this is part of this border being wide open and you got all these people coming across the border. This very troubling story we touched on in the last mm, half hour. Yeah. Let's get into it now. About the rainbow-colored fentanyl pills that look like candy and sidewalk chalk. There's only one group of folks in the United States that consume that much candy and uh, play with sidewalk chalk. Unless you're Joe Biden, he probably eats the chalk. But uh, <laughs> he licks the chalk. He's eating the chalk. Uh, it's children. Right. So it's very clear that the people who are cooking up this fentanyl to make it look like candy, they are targeting our children to kill our children, to kill them. Yeah, That's I mean, the plan. I, I, I think it's half and half i think i think you know if you're a good drug dealer you want to get somebody hooked as early as possible right secondly 
there's probably a concealment aspect to it that, you know, you can put a bunch of candy-looking stuff in a candy bottle or candy package, and people won't think it's fentanyl. But the, the either way, it's a targeting of children. Either way, kids are going to die as a result of it. That's exactly right. And the amount that they're sending in is unbelievable. They found some strap to a guy, 15,000 uh, of these pieces of candy that was nothing but fentanyl strapped to a guy's leg coming across the Mexico border. Then they stopped a truck, had 250,000 fentanyl pills made to look like candy at the back of that truck. Had a bunch of meth and a bunch of heroin in there as Good well. Good times. Jeez. Well, you know, and, and, <laughs> and that's... sick, man. When we talk about an open border, we always talk about the people coming in. But this right here is the assault on America. This right here. Well, it is, but they're, you know the cartels are also making crap loads of money of off of this. Of course they are. It's just rolling, you know, and the, the only thing from the business aspect of from the cartel side is you don't want to kill your customer base, but a lot of people are dying because the stuff is not pure, and you can, I've heard you can touch one of these pills, and some of that can get into your system. Yes. Uh, so it's highly dangerous stuff. It's coming over, what, what did I say, 1.1 million pills just since the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. And it's, what, the 19th today? So it, one could argue, I, I would argue, that the president and the administration are complicit in drug dealing. Well, that's exactly what, I was, what I've said about human trafficking. Human tra- Same thing. They are complicit. They are the final step in the human trafficking chain, right? Right. And the same is true with the, with the drug dealing thing. Uh, look, he is committing, as far as I'm concerned, high crimes because he's an allow- he is allowing an invasion of the United States. Yeah. And Article 4 of the Constitution is very clear. His job is to make sure there's not an invasion of the United States. Yeah, he has that that's charge. one of his major responsibilities. Exactly right. And Article 4 says it. And, and they say the word invasion. Yeah. Now, there's no other way that you can look at what's happening at our border right now than any other term other than this is an, inv- an invasion. Yeah, that's exactly absolutely. what's happening here. I say it all the time. We've lost territory. There's yeah. places where you cannot go yeah. in America where nobody, not even law enforcement, goes because it's too dangerous. We have towns now along the border. Where's, I forget which specific town it was. The local mortuary says, we're not taking any, any dead migrants. We are. This whole town is overrun. Yep. And so we're going to stop taking, uh, we're not, uh, you know, if you come here and you die in our town, you're not using this mortuary. Well, so, you know, you've got the, you've got the huge issue of the drugs and the, oh, God. and the change in how they're now doing it. You know, they, it's coming uh, principally out of China. And, and, and look, you can talk about being in war with Iraq and Afghanistan and all that all you want to. The real war is with China. China's declared war on the United States of America. Oh, yeah. You know, that's part of what COVID was, and that's part of what they're doing here with fentanyl. They have declared war on us, and they were sending fentanyl directly into the United States until 2018 when Donald Trump called the president of China, Xi, and they, he said, stop it. And Xi said, okay, I'm going to stop the direct shipments, but he started sending it to the cartels. Right. And the cartels are making crap loads of money. Right. But he's still they, doing it. They, it's coming no, out of China. Yeah, well, absolutely it is. Now, from their perspective, I would agree with you that, yeah, they probably want all kinds of American kids to die. Absolutely. The cartel guys want to make money. Well, of course. <laughs> you know, that's of what course, they Of course, they're in a money-making business. Yeah, right? they don't that's want to kill do. off their, their, their customer base, but... From from the uh, from the their beginnings in China, they're obviously making this stuff as dangerous as possible. Oh, it's horrible, man! If you could take one pill and die, or touch it, or touch it, like I said, I'm still con- I'm, I'm I'm now increasingly convinced that uh, Anne Hayes just got some bad coke with fentanyl in it. Might have, you know, because that would explain a great many things. Very possible. So, um, it, it, I think it's really important 
also, you know, both of us have kids. Uh, I have grandkids, but I think it's real important to talk to our kids about it, man, because, you know, back in the day, a kid would bring candy to school, and we'd all take, we'd all share and oh, share yeah. alike, man, or we would take it and share and share alike. Well, these, these pills, when you look at them, they almost look like little Pez candies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, you know, Ugh. all you got to do is get in the right kid's hand, and the kid takes it to school. Right. And starts handing the stuff out of school. Now you've got a major catastrophe. And now you've got a situation where your kids have, you, you have to have that conversation with your kids about, man, if, if little Johnny brings these rainbow colored candies to school, don't take it. Yeah. Just stay away from them, man. You have don't to say no. Yeah, because, like I said, you can take one and that's it, especially if you're a little kid. Turn the lights out. If you're a little kid, Absolutely. you've got a smaller, you know, body and metabolism, you know, it wouldn't take much. So it's insidious, it really is, and and how anyone cannot point their finger directly at this administration and say, you did this to us. And to sit and listen to these jackasses in New York and D.C. crying and moaning over a handful of buses. Right. Oh, please. Get a grip on yourself. It goes back to something we were saying earlier in the week, and that is the 87,000 new agents and the $80 billion. Can you imagine how much fentanyl... And heroin and and everything else is coming across the border. Not to mention terrorists and gang members. We could stop with eighty billion dollars on the yeah, border. Yeah, probably. I would assume so. Yeah. You know how many people we could put on the border, and how many drones we could fly twenty four hours a day, and we could stop all this crap. Well, and you're going to tell me you need that many IRS agents to go after a handful of rich people? They need no more. Come IRS. on, man. They don't, they don't need any more IRS Not agents. Not freaking idiots. We, we're living in we're living in 2022, right? Right. Most of these audits and stuff like that don't even demand that anybody show up at a house. It can all be done by computer. Right. Right. So, what do you need the enforcement guys for? You to 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 be an army against citizens of the country. That's right. That's what you need. Well, they're they're, they're going to be brown shirts, man. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm being extreme here. That's a crap load of enforcement agents, man. Yeah, they're labeling the Republicans the biggest threat to the democracy. Oh, so what happens? New York Times? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, the New York Times, oh, MSNBC. Charles, what's the guy's name? Charles, Charles Blow. 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 Chuck Blow. Yep. <laughs> says the GOP is the greatest threat, and he's basing it all on Wyoming because Liz Cheney uh-huh. got booted out. Oh, the GOP's on the march. We're coming for you, Chuck. Chuck, blow. Chuck blow. Blow hard. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Blow. 744. It's Friday at KTSA, and I want to tell you about uh, RiverCityOMS.com, River City Oral Surgery and Dr. Mark Habercorn there. He's a wonderful guy when it comes to taking out your teeth or putting in uh, implants. Whatever you need when it comes to your dental care like that, this is the guy. He's an oral surgeon, right? And uh, and an MD. So, you know, he's got all the privileges at the hospitals and stuff like that. He does major facial surgery as well. Uh, he really knows how to take care of his patients. He believes in competition in the free market instead of messing around with insurance companies, negotiating with insurance companies and all that. He just puts the price right on the website, and you know what you're going to pay before you even make your appointment for dental implants, major facial surgery, extractions, wisdom teeth removal, all that kind of stuff. This is your place. Your doctor is Dr. Mark Havercorn, River City Oral Surgery. You can see it all online today at RiverCityOMS.com, RiverCityOMS.com. And the phone call, by the way, you don't need a referral. You can call up and you can make your own appointment today if you'd like. That's 210-778-0002. Attention. All right, it's 750 at KTSA. We always do the days at this time. So what you got? I guess I should turn my mic on. That's a good idea. Boy, it's Friday. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. It's, um... 
Potato Day. National Potato Day. I'm not a big fan of potatoes. Can I be honest with you? Sure. I think well, potatoes no, are boring no, as hell. I prefer you lie to me. If you, if you don't mind, <laughs> tell me a lie. I think potatoes are boring as snot. Why? Because you've got to do something to them to make them interesting. You're not going to sit there and gnaw on a potato just to gnaw on a potato. Why not? You've got to fry them or you've got to put some crap on them. <laughs> I'm just saying potatoes you don't are boring. Have to. You don't have to. Potatoes are boring. I, yeah, I, but you do that with pretty much any food you eat. Well, <laughs> but some things have a natural flavor, right? I'm yeah, just saying potatoes, potatoes do are well. mushy and boring. I'm not a big potato guy. Uh, I, I, we got that. Yeah, yeah I don't like potatoes. Bad. I'm glad you were. I'm glad you were honest and didn't lie. No, I, I wouldn't lie about it. Right. National Hot and Spicy Day. I like that idea, which I really do like, but yeah. my lower intestines don't. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we have here? I preferred when he was talking about his disdain for spuds, didn't you? <laughs> hey, love, you know what you can do to a potato? You could put hot and spicy on a potato. Yeah, I don't like potatoes. Uh-huh. Potatoes bore me. But put your I hot had some spicy shrimp curry the other day from yeah. a place called the Spicy Ginger, and that stuff was delicious. Uh huh. Was there potatoes in it? No, there was not. Okay, just asking. Should have been. In fact, when I order crap, I say, I don't want no damn potatoes in do you, this. Do you do potato chips? or? I, I don't mind potato chips. Yeah. I prefer corn chips. Okay. Yeah. Potato vodka? Uh, well, <laughs> he's indulged. Flavor, be there. Flavor, flavored like pineapple. That, that's his thing. He doesn't like potatoes unless they're in liquid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, right? Hey, yeah. We all have our bad decades. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yes, decades. Uh, it's International Orangutan Day. Okay, you like monkeys? I do like monkeys. They're big droopy monkeys. Yeah. Are those the ones with the orange butts? Left turn, Clyde. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Just asking. That's, That's like... how I can tell them apart. Nobody. Would you mind turning around? Right. Let me make sure you're an orangutan and not just an ordinary turn, monkey. That's with right. Turn around. Boobs. Let me see your boobs. Clint Eastwood. Tr- turn around. Let me see. Yeah, you're a rhesus monkey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can tell by your back. Just asking. Any which way but loose. Yeah, that was the move. Every which way but loose. And it's Eddie Rabbit. Huh? Eddie Rabbit. Rabbit. That's a great tune. Yeah. Uh, and it's Brother's Day. So oh, nice. love your brothers. My brother is now uh, AJ, uh, uh, my wife's brother. And uh, I love you, AJ, if you're out there. But, uh, you know, that's, that's all I got. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was good enough. I hate potatoes. I, I just I hate them. Yeah. They're we, mushy and dull. We got that. If you were going to eat a potato, Don, what would you do? What, what's your favorite way of making potatoes? We're going we're to get really interesting here. A, a delicious baked potato. Okay. Yeah. What uh, do you put on my, it? A little bit of butter. Maybe maybe a little butter. sour cream yeah. and some chives. You no. put bacon? No, you don't. A little no, butter. You put bacon on there. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? I'm putting no dead critter on there. <laughs> How about you? How you like your taters? Ah, oh, man, I'll eat them anyway. I, I, I like potato salad. I like baked potato. Uh, I like French fries because I'm American, you know, French fries. Are you saying I'm a communist because I don't Pretty like much. potatoes? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Potatoes are gratin. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of those. Is it because it's too cheesy? It's just, you know what I really like? I like hash browns, man. I put hash Ooh, browns in potatoes. Yeah. I put hash browns in everything. I don't mind hash browns when I'm having my chicken fried steak at yeah, Jim's. Hypocrite. The right? they've, they've, they've got to be fried <laughs> in order for him to like them. <laughs> right, right. Well, exactly. He's fried really bad for him. Yeah. Right. Cholesterol, you know, but there were years I, I wouldn't want to touch a potato because I, we used to work in the potato harvest every year. When yeah, I was a kid. you so, did. That's so right. You, you lay there at night and you can just see potatoes in your sleep. Yeah, you know? that's, yeah. True. That's, that's true. That's the last thing I wanted for about five years. Right. Yeah. I don't eat potatoes. That's something for Beto supporters. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> 
What the hell does that even mean? Oh, he's a leprechaun. Yeah. You know those Irish people. They love hey, the hey, potatoes. Hey, 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 I'm just being funny here. Yeah, you dang Norway folks. I'm Norwegian. We eat cold fish. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, fi- Le- and you know the, what? Fish leave like the Irish potatoes. alone around here, boy. <laughs> you can get a butt kick and be messing with oh, the Irish I'm just messing here. with you. Yeah. No, I don't like potatoes. We're give you a McBuck kicking right yeah, now. Yeah, right. If it wasn't for the Irish, we wouldn't have gingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's true. Or. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. That was funny. <laughs> Freckles on parade. I don't like potatoes. I just don't like them. I don't think I've established that at this point. All right. Well, what what vegetable do you like? I like raw vet. I like uh, peas. I love peas. Mm-hmm. Peas with a little butter on them. I love peas. There, you have to do something to peas. You know, you can't just eat. No, I'll, say, I'll put a little butter on uh, a thing of frozen peas and just eat the whole bag. I was going to say you just you really have to do something to peas to to make them. No, a, I, peas are appeasing. Young peas. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're really seriously, you're they're just phobic. Okay, what I'm saying is no, that really young sweet peas. Yeah. You don't have to put anything on those. They things, have no man. flavor. Peas no, have they no, do. They do. They if don't. you get young sweet peas, okay. they taste delicious. All right. Uh, I like. Uh, don't tell me you're a green bean guy. You like green bean, green beans? Yeah, I'll take them or leave them. Yeah, I don't like them at all. I, I like. All, I eat a lot of raw vegetables. Good. I actually enjoy raw vegetables. Good just for not you. potatoes. Good for you. So I eat peas and carrots and. Peas and carrots, and then I have some peas and carrots. It's really exciting radio, isn't <laughs> this it? Some thrilling what are we crap, doing here? <laughs> Ain't no Marconi's being yeah. no, no. today. Yeah. We're going to get an Emmy for this. Peas, boy. Peas the lane's carrots. closing the door. Elaine's not going to listen anymore. What's these old farts talking about vegetables? Yeah. Peas potatoes. Every now and then I mix it up and get risky with an ear of corn. Ooh. No, I love corn. I love corn. Yeah. I'll eat corn all day long. You know, that then it comes corn, back and visits. corn and roaches are going to survive the nuclear holocaust. Corn you know and roaches. Right, right man. <laughs> They're going to make it to the corn. nuclear holocaust. I now, corn I love. Yeah. I'll eat corn all damn day. Yeah, they both explode when you put them in the microwave. Right. Too, which is so exactly. do I. <laughs> After I eat corn. Got to tell you, man, cream, cream corn and barbecue is awesome. I love cream corn, and man. And barbecue the thing about corn is that it has no nutritional value None. whatsoever. It, well, that's what I, that's what I just said. Yeah. You can't even your, your body doesn't do anything no. with it. No. Well, it does. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Checks it out a few weeks later. Uh, well, what that's a, what I'm saying. <laughs> what is going to survive the nuclear holocaust? What about the street corn? Corn oh, in a cup. Oh, oh, sure. God, I love corn in a cup. Yeah. Sure. Ooh, and I like it with everything. I on try it. to explain it to people who don't know anything about our tradition of corn in a cup and how we serve it, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. And I go, "Oh, you well, can get that anywhere." Cup. I love corn to cup, man, and I like it with all the crap, man. I'm like, just put it all on there. And that's why you go to the carnival. No, that's why I go to the hospital every yeah, day. That's true, that too. All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. KTSA. When Chris- KTSA and FM 1071. Morning. Morning. So, yeah, they are, man. They are, they are, they, they're keeping him under wraps and off the front page, whatever that means anymore. But, you know, they've got him now. He's been on vacation. Before that, he had COVID, right? Yeah. Now he's on vacation. Now they just announced last night he starts another vacation today. He just got back from the damn island. Yeah. He well, just signed this thing into law, this uh-huh. spending package, and now he's going back to Delaware. He's going back to Delaware to hide behind the wall that we're building around his house. <laughs> God. And uh, and he's going to be there through at least Wednesday, maybe even Thursday. You know what? Maybe through November 8th. <laughs> That's kind of like the idea. They're keeping him out of sight. Well, see, here's the deal. 
throughout history, anytime a president's ratings have sucked, they have they have drugged the midterms down for for his party. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happens every time. Sure, every time, and without fail. And so their strategy keep him out of the public eye. Keep him out where there, because every time you look at him, you think of high gas prices, inflation, price of food being high. Every time you look at him, that's border, what you think about. Yeah, all border, stuff, yeah. yeah, all that stuff, man. And so, <clears throat> as long as you can't see him, then you're not thinking about that stuff. Then the Democrats have a fighting chance. And Mitch freaking McConnell said so yesterday. He said that the Democrats are probably going to hang on to the Senate. Mitch McConnell said that. Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's your job to make sure that you take... Right. That's great. Great. No, well, I obviously they are keeping him out of sight, because the last few times we have seen him, he's worse. Horrible. He should not be in office. He's an ill man. He should not be in office. Seriously. There is. You look at those eyes. There's nothing looking back at you. And you guys on the left, you're afraid of Donald Trump and what Donald Trump might do in office? <laughs> he didn't do squat. He's right, right. No, no, he's a criminal, needs to be in jail. Trump's yeah. a criminal. He's guilty of multiple, so, multiple crimes. So the Biden administration announced yesterday that they are, and again, more and more money flowing out of here and no accountability, <clears throat> but another $800 million for Ukraine. They're probably going to announce it today at some point today. Another $800 million going on over there, and they're going to use the drawdown authority that the president has. I, you know, I, I kind of have a thought about this. No oversight, no accountability. We're over $8 billion, $8 billion now. We know the Biden family and their corruption with Ukraine because we uh-huh. saw Hunter Biden. We saw Joe go over there. If you want a billion dollars from America, you better call off the investigator. Quit investigating my son and all that kind of crap. So we know he's been you know, up, uh, up to his ears in corruption over there. So um, with no oversight and no accountability, he can just pour as much money as as he wants to into Ukraine. He said it's going to go on indefinitely. My theory is, and it goes back to Eisenhower, when he was leaving office, he did the whole speech about the military-industrial complex. And Eisenhower said, now that these guys who make the bombs and the bullets, now that they know that they can sell a lot of bombs and bullets if the U.S. is involved in war, you will be involved in wars forevermore. And we have been. We have been. It's it's just a fact. But now the American people don't have much of an appetite for it since 20 years in Afghanistan, the debacle in Iraq and all that kind of stuff. So now what we do in order to pay off the military-industrial complex, we get involved with a war, but we use another country as a proxy. <laughs> well, and, and given his past interaction with Ukraine, who, who, for all we know, they're getting a cut. The Bidens are getting a cut out of this money he's sending over there. I was on board at the very beginning. I, I kind of uh, swallowed the Kool-Aid on the Ukraine <laughs> thing very early Early on, you know, because a lot of it happened while I was in the hospital, and I'm like, yeah, give them what they need. This is horrible. What's going on? Uh, but my God, the longer it goes on, and and now Zelensky doing photo shoots. Yeah. Yes. He's got an action figure. Right. <laughs> he's got... <laughs> no, he yeah, he does. He really does. He's got a bobblehead. Yeah, bobblehead. He's got, that a bobblehead. Is, got celebrities that go over there yeah. and hobnob with him. There's Ben Stiller shaking his hand going, you're the most... You're, you know what? You are? You're an amazing actor. You're unbelievable. And Zelensky goes, no, you're amazing. No, and Stiller like, goes, stop. Yes. And Stiller goes, Sean no, Penn. you really are. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, bottom line is, and, and I would have been okay with this, uh, early on, had we had the oversight. Well, there's, there should be some kind of oversight. The Constitution demands it. Yeah. Uh, but they have figured out that th- they don't have to declare a war 
but can do a war as long as you have some other nationality pulling the trigger. Well, yeah. Which is what we're doing. Military contracts are still being fulfilled. Yeah, oh yeah. Still we're buying a lot bullets. Of hardware. Over. Look, I've I've had people tell me who have been over there. You know, getting emails from folks who say, first off, we don't know where the money's going, and we're not seeing any of the military hardware. Well, only about the the, the last official report that anybody did, only about 30% of it reached the troops. Well, then so, what, what are we doing? Right. You know, who, <laughs> he, he already left $7 billion in armaments for the Taliban when he yanked out of yeah. Afghanistan one year ago. And that brings up something else, and then do go, go ahead and jump in with something. But uh, he, uh, it was one year ago yesterday that he made the speech or told George Snuffleupagus on ABC <laughs> That I will not leave Afghanistan until every American is out. Hmm. That's right. One that's right. year ago yesterday, he was on ABC saying And that. it was complete bull crap. That's exactly right. And the fact is, we now know there are more people left behind than we even imagined oh, before. The, the Americans that are left there are huge, huge numbers. And uh, he made a promise, I'm not going to leave here until every American is out. Joe Biden is a liar. Yeah. He's always been a liar. So anyway... Uh, well, you know, we're talking about the fentanyl and the, the, the assault on our children. There's another assault on our children going on. I don't know if you saw this Yale professor uh, of this, uh, out of this, uh, uh, talking about, uh, let's hear, Christy Olazeski. And uh, she, like I said, she's uh, she works at Yale. Uh, she is the director of the Yale Gender Program. And they had had a video on YouTube uh, with her in it talking about what she does. And Yale has since taken the video down. And I, I think maybe you'll be able to figure out why. I am the director of the Yale Gender Program, which is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals 3 to 25. We help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary, and we help them with their gender journey. I love what I do. Gender journey? Their gender journey. A three-year-old is on a gender journey. A (laughs) three-year-old. Okay. (laughs) Three years of age. Okay. This is on their Yale Medicine's YouTube channel, and uh, I guess people started going nuts, uh, so they pulled it down. And I, I watched a bit of the video, and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable what you're hearing. Three-year-olds now uh, are being considered by these people to, you, you, you can change your gender at three. Well, remember the story from just a couple of days ago, the Boston Hospital up there and their gender department yeah, oh yeah. of the Boston Hospital saying that they know it when they come out. No. When, they, when they're born. On. When they're born. Come on. They know. So a girl who was born... Uh, who comes out says, uh, you know, I'm actually a guy, and and and, and this Boston hospital is is actually pushing hysterectomies on little children. Three years old, aren't you still eating with your hands at three? <laughs> you don't know how to use a fork, and your parents won't let you because you'll stab yourself. You're practically feral yeah. at three years <laughs> old. They know? are, but they are doing. They're performing hysterectomies on little girls. That's sick. That is just. How is this it's happening? Boston hospital. How is this happening? Yeah. Right. Right. Now, exactly. you, know, you know what? A lot of uh, countries around the world, because a lot of people will trot out Europe and say, well, Europe, they've been talking about this for a long time. Europe does have unisex bathrooms and stuff like that. But most countries around the world still consider this gender dysphoria. 
It's a mental illness. Well, and I've been, and that's for an adult. Yeah, and I've been to Europe many times. They still differentiate between men and women. Yeah. even though some of them, like Paris, you know, they've got uh, sure they have unisex bathrooms, but it's not for the confused people. No, it's not for the people who are claiming to be the other sex. You walk in, and over here are the urinals, and over here are the sit downs. Right, and that's exactly what you got. But they're still making the differentiation. They just put you in the same room together. You but, know? but it's like you know, but it's considered to be a mental illness in Great Britain. Oh, sure, so, it is. Now that's with adults. That's with grown ass adults right. who are making that decision. Sure, but you cannot tell me how anybody who is also a grown ass adult with multiple degrees. She's a PhD, so she's got multiple degrees. Can sit there with a straight face oh. and tell me that a three year old they they believe it, man. Can, they, they really can, believe it. Can can choose their gender. They really believe it, and and the reason they believe it is they want to get them early and hook them, just like we were talking about the drugs last hour. Last hour. They do the exact same thing with this whole sex uh, confusion thing. Uh, it, it's something inside of them. It satisfies some sort of perverted thing inside of their own brain. And to, to me, and I know I've said it, I think you've said it too, if you're pro- performing a hysterectomy on a, on a little girl like that, that's child abuse. You need to be arrested. It's child abuse. <laughs> you need to be in jail, right. man. You, you should never have contact with children again. You should be registered as a sex offender, and you ought to be sitting in prison. I think if you administer puberty blockers to anybody Absolutely. under the age of 18, you ought to be arrested. So, you know, monkeypox is a thing. And uh, not to change the subject, but a, a right. little bit different here. Uh, there's a new report out, and I think it, the CDC is confirming now because you remember when monkeypox first came out we had the stories and uh you know it was gay sex between men right. right and then what they started to say was no 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 just casual contact you can get it through casual contact so that's how it's being spread now cdc said yesterday no no it's uh, close intimate contact someone who has mon- monkey uh, pox gay bisexual and other men who've had sex with men make up the majority of the cases in the monkeypox uh, outbreak said the cdc yesterday uh, nbc news said uh, uh, with an expanding cadre of experts have come to believe that sex between men itself is the driver not just casual contract and they're going back to two they, they have traced it now back to two sex raves in europe mm, god Right. Where they had these parties, and it was guys in these parties, and they were getting it on, and, and uh, that's where it all started and all that. This, this is where I'm leading with the story, though. The Biden administration is allowing state governments to order monkeypox vaccines for distribution at large gay events, like gay pride events and stuff right. like that. That they're gonna, The administration now is going to have people on the ground administering the vaccine at the gay pride <laughs> event wow. while this is going on, right? This is from the White House Monkeypox Response Coordinator, Bob Fenton. The monkeypox czar. No, no. <laughs> what is his obsession with a... Is that, that's on his business Bob, card. Yes, <laughs> Bob Fenton. Did you have any idea that the United States of America has a monkeypox czar? God, I hate everything. Eight, eight cooties, and he's going to be handing out. The, he's going to be vaccinating. Uh, going to be inoculating people. A monkey. You'll box never say it czar. the right way again. He'll be inoculating people at Inoc- at gay events. <laughs> You'll never say it the right way. Oh, again. Trey uh, accidentally during a commercial break <laughs> earlier in the week said something else. Yeah. We meant to say inoculating, and it's something we're always laughing at. Whoops. So anyway, but uh, I, you know, I. Monkey boxes are. Does he have cards? Is he like, hey, I'm the monkey pox czar. Right. 
I'm going to a gay pride event in Rehoboth Beach this weekend. Yeah. Rehoboth is a gay town. Yes, it is. I'm going to go there like and do Austin. some monkey pox uh, inoculating. <laughs> like Austin. On the beach right there. Might be a little gritty if the sand gets in, uh, <laughs> gets in some place so, you don't want it to be. So Japan <laughs> spent 10 years and a lot of money telling young people not to drink. No alcohol. Mm-hmm. Worked pretty well. In fact, it worked too well. They're not making any tax money on alcohol sales anymore. Right. So they've started a brand new thing. <laughs> Just rolled it out yesterday. Oh, no. Sake Viva. Okay. No. That's right. Encouraging young people to drink more. Because <laughs> that's healthy for a society. Well, but it, it, the tax, uh, the Japan's national tax agency is what it is. They have not had any tax revenue coming in from alcohol because, well, they told people not to drink. And people in Japan, they take that kind of stuff pretty seriously. If you tell me not to drink, I'm not going to drink. Okay. The domestic alcohol beverage market is shrinking due to demographic changes such as the declining birth rate and aging population and lifestyle changes due to the impact of the new uh, rules that we set up. So now they're they're reversing themselves. Now they want kids to start drinking in (laughs) Japan again. Well, you know what? (laughs) James, I know you were. I, I, I'm going to say this because it's. I've been saying this for years. Okay, when all because I, I don't the anti-smoking thing in this country. Okay, they don't really want people to stop smoking at the state level, the federal level, because they make crap loads of money right. off the taxes on a pack right. of cigarettes. That's exactly right. If everybody in this country stopped smoking today, no. Billions and billions of dollars in tax rep trillions would go bye-bye. Yeah, that's the problem with all this, uh, what's called the sin taxes, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that the government actually says one thing while doing something else. So here's the Japanese government. This typical government operation. Right. They spend a decade discouraging young people, do not drink, do not drink. Oh, crap, we're out of money. We have no money. Start drinking. Drink more sake. All right, back in a minute. More Way Rhyme coming up, KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, baby, it's 825. Hit me. Lay oh, I'm sorry. Me. I was looking for a new pair of Crocs. Oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? Mm-hmm. You did. Um, well, Brian Stelter's gone away uh, from CNN's reliable source- sources. Yep. Stelter. I always get his name wrong. Right. Did you ever watch that show? No. Me either. Uh, and, uh, nobody else did. Well, Stephen King did. Yeah, well. that. that, that uh, well, they, 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 look. He, <laughs> reliable source. First off, Stelter's a boob. I mean, I think we all. He even looks like a boob. Okay, that'll be a nipple on top of his head. That guy's going away because in June he had the lowest ratings he's ever had. I mean, there's nobody watching that crap anymore. Right. Okay, the only time he makes the news is when he says something stupid. And so they're canceling the show and the entire staff, the whole staff is going bye-bye. Stephen King, though. Who you know? I've never been a. I've read a few of his books. I don't know if you've ever read any Stephen King. I'm I have. A, I'm a, it's okay. It's pop, mm-hmm. pop, or pulp fiction, pretty yep. much. Stephen King uh, tweets: The one show on CNN I never missed was Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter. It has been an invaluable window into how the media covers itself. Today, CNN canceled it, and and the reactions. <laughs> Uh, from folks have been hilarious. Suddenly, I understand your politically illiterate hot takes. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's funny to me how a guy as intelligent and talented as Stephen King, and you see this a lot on the left, I think I think you'd agree, that a lot of high-profile celebrity people on the left who may be extremely talented, whether it's Sean Penn, who I think is an extremely good actor, or Stephen King, who you know, can't argue the guy's a bad writer. He's a very, very good writer, very talented writer, and always has been. 
whether you like his stuff or not. Uh, these are creative, intelligent people, some of them with college degrees, and yet when it comes to politics, they're complete morons. Well, and, yeah, and, and so nobody watched the show. Nobody. No, nobody. nobody. It, but, it was always that way. But what does that tell you also? Yeah. CNN markets itself to who? Liberals. Democrats. Of course. Primarily, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if nobody's watching your show on CNN, it means other liberals are not watching your show. <laughs> yeah, so you know, goodbye. You know, and I, I thought it was great. The the CEO from the Babylon Bee said we're looking for people who can. Uh, he, he offered Stelter a job. He said we're looking for people who are really good at putting out funny fake news. And, and you come highly recommended. <laughs> you come highly recommended. So DM me if you want to uh, take advantage. Of it. Right. All, all I got to say about Stelter is just put clown makeup on that guy. Yeah. And he would be right. He would be the spookiest, freakiest clown that you have ever seen. People with a clown phobia would look at him, and they would have a heart attack and die. But look then, at but, him. But then he opens his mouth, and that silly voice comes out. Look at that. That's, that's the part. You know that guy. He's got that balding head, like like in the front, only in the front, like clowns do, and that big mouth. <laughs> He would be the perfect circus clown. They all float. Yeah, exactly. They all float, man. <laughs> I still I still maintain he looks like a big Caucasian breast, but put that's just out, me. Put him out in the woods with a clown makeup on and <laughs> big floppy shoes. Well, uh, Stephen King, you're going to have to get your information from some other source now, pal. Wow. Give him some juggling pins and let him wander. <laughs> Stelter, Brian, we got a new job for Brian him. O the Clown. <laughs> a red so. balloon. Right, a red exactly, balloon. Exactly. Hey, float! <laughs> Back in a minute, more Wearing Rhyma coming up. Now, it's Wearing Rhyma. It's 836 at KTSA. I know you're a Circle K man. You're not a 7-Eleven guy. You're a Circle K well, dude, no, right? I, I do mostly 7-Eleven now. What? <laughs> I got one right across the street. You can't pull a switcheroo like that on me. Really? No, I, I had both places every day, but 7-Eleven is my home convenience store now. See, That's where I go and sit and write my poetry. All these years I thought you were Circle K, man. Well, I love Circle K, but I just got into the habit. I, I like the staff over the 7-Eleven. Well, I like the staff at the Circle K, too. But <laughs> I'm get myself in trouble here. That was a quick I, catch. You know what? That's I what actually, we call a quick catch. I, you know, this is weird, and I'm going to say right. this, and I and I think this. And is I because, do have a story I'm getting to. Okay. So, yeah, go go ahead. Ahead. very quickly, yeah, very no, quickly. I get recognized more at the Circle K than I do at the Seven Eleven. So I've started going to the Seven Eleven. So you don't get recognized. So I can just sit there and write my poems. I and, gotcha. There you. I understand. So um, there's a video that's floating around oh. on the internet's out there. You, you know where I'm going? Mm. China's Los Angeles. <clears throat> now I don't know how big your Seven Eleven is, right? It's not a huge thing, right? They're all No, 7-Elevens are roughly all about the same. Right. One, more than 100 mm. people. God. Saw it, yeah. Crash and trash this 7-Eleven. And literally trash it. They, they went behind the counter and they were taking money, which is theft, right? That's robbery. They were taking uh, lottery cards or lottery, whatever you call scratch off and all mm-hmm. that. They were taking cigarettes and beer, and, you know, candy and food, and just totally destroyed this 7-Eleven in this video in Los Angeles, California. And they did it with the help of people with their cars outside. Now, this yeah. is the interesting twist to the story, because we see these flash mobs go in and trash these places, right? Everyone ought to be in jail for it. But uh, the way they're doing it now, this is incredible. They pull into the intersection with a bunch of cars. They block the intersection. God. Right? I forgot what they call the blocking of the intersection. A pit. They create a pit 
in the intersection with the cars, and they block it off. Obviously, so the cops can't get there, but also to create a diversion. So the cars start doing their donuts and all that kind of stuff, and the people get out, and they're cheering while they're doing donuts in the intersection and all that. Meanwhile, the flash mob goes into the store, steals everything in the store, destroys the store, destroys it. Not only do they t- take everything and you know turn everything, all the fixtures upside down and all that, they break out windows, they destroy just, the coolers. Just, just to do it, just to damage stuff. That's right, and to steal, <clears throat> and to steal everything yeah. that's in there, right? So, um, and, and of course, the, the, the thing that is obviously troubling for the rest of us is it raises our prices on everything because they got to pay higher insurance we got to pay for it well that's true every time and, you go and, in there you know the thing about a convenience store is it may or may not be a corporate store it may be a personally owned franchise that too whose livelihood you just destroyed mm-hmm. all the the entire staff that works at that place is now out of a job that was the other thing i failed to mention i'm sorry uh was that the staff the people who were there they had they split man well, well for their, they ran for their lives. in i would too ran for their lives yep. yeah yeah Yep. Because you've seen what happens. Who knows if we're going to get capped or what's going to happen. Whatever. So, you know, I mean, I, I, that's, that's my second industry was working in convenience stores. And I can tell you, people who work in those stores need to work in those stores. Sure. They need that job. They're not there because they want to be. No. They're they, there because they, they got to be. You know, they, and uh, you've just destroyed their the, their livelihood. Sure. You, you are, again, are raising the prices on everything. But the people that do that flash mob stuff, they don't care. No, they don't care at all. But they see, couldn't care less. What ticks me off even more about it is that the people who work in there, they are actually contributing members to society, right? Yeah, yeah. They're in there. They're working. They could be sitting on their butts at home taking government money, right? Right. Right. They could be doing that. But instead, they say, you know, I'm going to be an actual contributor to our society. So I'm going to go work, and I'm going to pay taxes, and I'm going to take my money, and I'm going to buy stuff with my money and all that kind of stuff, and I'm going to earn it myself. They could be sitting at home taking it easy, but they've decided to go work, and uh, and and these little punks like this come in and do this thing. Well, and it's not easy work. No, it's not. <laughs> I've done it. You know, it's not. It's no, it's, it's, it's. I've it's, done it too. It's, I did it when I was fourteen. It's uh, it's extremely. It's very difficult. It's, yeah. it's a lot of uh, especially if you're working an overnight shift and Absolutely. there's a lot of work and stocking stuff and especially right now they're having a problem with uh, keeping the full staff. Right. Because there are a lot of people who just don't want to work. Don't want to do it, man. And so most of the stores that I go into, you've got to reduce staff anyway. And so these people are working their asses off. Well, every business has a reduced staff. Yeah. Every one of them in America now. It's been impossible to get people to come back to work. That's why somebody like Elon Musk says, you will come back to work or you're fired. Uh, Google said that last week. Uh, Apple is about to say, Apple's doing all they can to try to lure their employees back. Right, right. Nobody's coming back to the office ever since COVID. Uh, a lot of people are just not working ever since COVID. They got used to the helicopter money coming from the government. Right, right. That's it. And they're sort of just not in the workforce. Right. I don't know how they remain there. <laughs> well, and this brings up and something not end up in a, living in a refrigerator box at some point. Another news story that's kind of you know uh, connected, loosely connected to this. What are all the people in those industries you just mentioned? It gives th- that industry gives jobs to people who need it. I mean, they are like either down on their luck or something's happened to them. Well, and it's, moving it's there all very often a second job for folks. That now, too. management's a different story. People who are managers sure. do very well. Yeah. Well, what are all those people going to do? When these electric vehicles take over, here here's another one being announced today. I think it was I, I don't I guess it was Lexus or somebody is announcing their new uh, you know electric vehicle. They're all going electric. Uh, you know, Dodge announced this week the Charger and the Challenger. Great muscle cars are going away, being replaced by electric vehicles. So <laughs> there there are four or five just my corner where I come to to work every day. There are four or five 
yeah. of these uh, fillings. We used to call them filling stations, corner stores, whatever. What are those people going to do when we don't need to go buy gas anymore? Where are we're, they going to work? Yeah, we're a long way from that. I mean, unless unless they force this thing on across the board. But the manufacturers are doing that. Yeah, the manufacturers are putting you in a position now. I'm talking about the auto manufacturers. Where you won't be able to buy, unless it's used, you won't be able to buy a combustion engine anymore. You won't. Well, then this country stops. Well, it just stops. So There's what, not the infrastructure. And you're right. You put a lot of gas station people out of work. And, and if, in my neighborhood alone, there's five. So if you shut down all those convenience stores and gas stations across the country, you, you take a major hit to the economy. Right. You just don't realize it. There are companies that have the resources that are looking ahead, but they have the resources. HEB has got charging stations. They're limited. There's only a few, but they have charging stations there. Bucky's is, has got charging stations that, now. Yeah. But you talk about the independence now. You were talking about the mom and pops that are an independent store. They don't have the resources or the cash flow or the money to be able to convert from gasoline, providing gasoline, to providing electricity, a charging station. So what are they going to do? They're going to go out of business. Oh, yeah. Because especially gas. Right. In a convenience store, gas is your primary biggest product that you sell. It's what keeps you, you know above ground uh, it's not all the crap inside because that stuff's relatively i mean if you're buying a bagel a day or whatever no it's the gas it's the gas that keeps that place open and you take that away sure a lot of them are going to close down whether they're a f- privately owned franchise or, or what have you i have a friend that's in that business and he says the gas he doesn't make any money on the gas a couple of pennies but he says the gas attracts the people there for the oh, stuff. Oh, I get what you're saying. Right, right. In any event. So you can sell a hot dog. Right. In any event, yeah. okay, without the gas, the place Nothing goes Nothing else under. happens. Right, yeah, right. you're not going to have a corner store sitting there just to be right, a corner store. Right, right. That's the way it was in the 70s. We had stop and go and Lone Star Ice House, and they didn't have any gas pumps out front. Right. All it was was you pulled in and got your beer and cigarettes or Coke and right. whatever. So. Well, you know, so, uh, this this obsession with trying to force into existence an industry that can't possibly exist as as of yet is going to have a bad impact on this country. It already is. They're spending billions of dollars on this stuff with this new package. And and, and we're, there's no way this country is ready to um, to make that standard, make electric cars standard. It's not possible. Just going to put a lot of people out of work. A lot of people point. are going to be out of work. A lot yeah. of people are going to be out of work, sir. So. All right, anything else you want to toss in real quick? Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> oh, no. Are you going to complain about it? Because you always complain about another sequel. Well, My God, leave him alone. No more sequels. Harry, right? you're pushing 80, man. I mean, he really yeah, is. Well, they dropped, uh, I'm looking at Cinema Blend. They dropped, uh, I guess some people have seen about 30 seconds of footage from the new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, it's it's had some problems with production, and I think he got injured at some point. He and did. shut down for a little while. Mm-hmm. But, man, do we need an 80-year-old Indiana Jones? No. Is the answer to that you one? Know, we do not. I mean, there's something sad about it, you know? <laughs> Sorry, the Blade Runner sequel kind of sucked, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Harry, just maybe it's time to retire, buddy. You well, know? well, didn't they make it to, like, uh, Star Wars 52 before they quit? Well, Weren't Harry, they on the Harry, 52 Harry Harrison did the first of the new... Star Wars yeah. movies, and that movie sucked. We were there. It was great. We went oh, come on. No. Awesome. The Force gets awesome. up from a nap. Are you serious? You like that piece of crap? Yes. I'm talking to the boss. <laughs> You're still on probation, buddy. I can't believe that. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but you like that? They I, had Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Luke Skywalker, they, or, and uh, Mark <sighs> Hamill. They couldn't put them all in one scene together? I cried like a baby. You cried. It was so awesome. Oh. I fell asleep, I think, halfway through. 
I think Ricard. I heard story. I, I heard snoring behind me. I think I was Ricardi. <laughs> I just fell asleep Ricardi right hates now. Those movies. I, somebody wake me up now. Well, I'm just saying. You know, Indiana Jones Five, yeah. Indiana Jones and the Silver Walker. You know what's it going to be? Uh, right. Indiana Jones and Jello at lunch. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Golden Porta Pot, you know, or uh, with bed, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're having potato salad today in the public room. Tapioca I think pudding. Tapioca. Tapioca. Why did it have to be tapioca? Quick break. More wearing rhyme coming up.